0: Welcome to the Get Cute podcast. And today I am going to be talking about full stack engineers, developers, whatever you want to call yourself. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Long time no talk. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually uploading things on time. I'm so proud of myself. Before we jump into the topic today, however, I do want to say thank you to everyone that has given me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening to this podcast currently. I checked my Apple Podcasts page earlier today and I was kind of blown away by how many people have actually left reviews. That's really awesome, really exciting, and I can't thank y'all enough, really. I'm really bad at showing appreciation so forgive me that this is what i have Uh, i also want to say that we are at around 850 people on twitter which is phenomenal thank you again to share and to everyone that has been signal boosting um the get cute podcast twitter if y'all can keep doing that that would be fantastic because i have been working on the sticker sheet don't worry there will be tech themed halloween stickers on the sheet but i just decided to start out with all of the things that remind me of Halloween and spooky and all the things that make me happy. And tech comes a little bit farther down the list. Sorry. (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about full stack engineers and why people have such polarizing views on full stack engineers. Personally, I have been a full stack engineer for the past years um between the job that i have now and the job previously that was my title even though this job sticks more closely to the full stack engineer role what we think of as a full stack engineer versus my last job kind of just had me stuck on devops Luckily, a full-stack engineer is aptly named, and when you think of a full-stack engineer, that's exactly what their job is supposed to be, an individual that can go anywhere within the stack of their application or product and be able to contribute. A few folks within the tech industry do not like the term full-stack engineer. They don't even like the role of a full-stack engineer, and I can understand where they're coming from because the discourse surrounds if you're a full-stack engineer – you're not particularly focused on any one thing to master or be an expert in, which is fair and true. But to that I say, what if somebody doesn't necessarily want to be a master in any one thing? For me, I'm the type of person that if I am stuck on one thing for too long, I grow bored. Um, I also know that with my skill set, that I can contribute to more than just say a front end piece or a middleware piece or a database, I like to be all over. I also like the fact that as a full stack engineer, I know the ins and outs of my application. So if anything were to arise to say, if that person's not there on vacation or somewhere, just unavailable, I know that I'm going to be able to step into that role and to be able to help. And I believe that's why a lot of tech companies these days are requiring people to be full stack or to at least start transitioning into a full stack role. There's a lot of opinions surrounding full stack engineers that it honestly makes my head hurt it's probably because i spend too much time on reddit and cs career questions and a lot of the people their take on full stack engineers are just as bad as a lot of people that are writing medium posts about it most of the opinions are that you cannot be a successful full stack engineer uh, in an enterprise environment And to that, I say that's bullshit because I happen to be working for a company where the majority of the teams are that way and we are working pretty damn well. Then there are other opinions that if you call yourself a software engineer, then of course you are full stack. And to that, I say that's false as well because there are people that like to specialize within their fields like a front-end engineer or a back-end engineer or an infrastructure engineer. Just because they don't happen to be dealing with their full stack of their application doesn't make them any less of a software engineer than somebody that's full stack as well. And it's sad because you're starting to see the gatekeeping antics and the ego at play when people are discussing what a full stack engineer is and what they are exactly capable of. But the point is, no matter what anybody thinks, no matter what I think, even though I'm biased because I am a full stack engineer, this is the way that the industry is moving toward. If you've had a recruiter reach out to you probably within the past six months to a year, I would say maybe even two years, you'd notice that there is an increase of people that have full stack skills. And perhaps it's because corporations no longer want to start investing their resources into people that are specialized in only one niche thing. And that's really dependent on how the company is set up and how their environments are set up for their teams. It could be great or it could be terrible if they just want to skimp on resources as well. You could argue with me about it, but you can't really argue with facts. In the 2018 Stack Overflow Developer Survey, 48.2% of respondents said that they are full stack engineers, just a shy margin behind backend engineers. However, in the 2019 Stack Overflow Developers Survey, 51.9% of respondents said that they are full stack engineers, narrowly edging out backend engineers as the top position. That's not to say that backend and front end developers are not still relevant, but it is to show that a full stack developer is on the rise and it is very relevant no matter what any of us think. As a full stack engineer, I thought it would be a good idea to do a day in the life of a full stack engineer, but honestly, it's not very exciting. My team runs Kanban, so essentially whenever I'm done a task, I just pick up a, pick up whatever's next in priority queue for me to work on. So some days that's a front-end task, and maybe after that front-end task is done, there is another front-end task that's tied to that that I have to finish as well. So it's possible that I could be working on a front-end task for sometimes a week to get the entire feature done and complete and be able to ship. And then some days I'm working on, say, a bug fix in front end, and then I can pull a back end piece in as well. And then sometimes there are very large projects like the one I just got off of where I was doing an entire infrastructure move for our pipeline for all of our APIs that our team handles. So it's really dependent on that. And to me, that isn't necessarily any different than somebody that's running a typical agile sprint for two weeks and is working on the same thing for two weeks. So there's nothing really exciting there. Uh, I just pick up whatever is needed to be worked on at that day. And perhaps the only con that I can think of would be just the context switching, because sometimes it's a little hard to go from writing Java and Spring Boot, and then all of a sudden you have to switch to TypeScript in Angular 1.6, and you're just like... What am I even doing? There are often times where I start writing Java classes in TypeScript. And I'm just like, this is, why isn't this working? Why is the linter screaming? And it's like, oh yeah, because you're writing Java. <laughs> The pros to being a full stack engineer are as follows, and I mentioned one of them earlier on in the podcast episode, whereas I can't get bored. There's the possibility that I could be working on a different thing every day to every other day, or however long it takes me to get done my currently assigned task. Which is great, because maybe if you've been working on, say, an API endpoint for three days, you're kind of tired of looking at Java, and so you're able to pick up something on the front end where it's a little easier on your mind, that is. The next pro would be constantly learning. I know that as software engineers in general, we always seem to be constantly learning because when we stop learning, that's when we become stale and stale does not let you keep a job for very long in the current tech climate. However, with a full stack engineer role it's a little bit different especially if you are on a team that believes and you build it you own it essentially that means if you're on a team that has built a specific product that your team owns that product for the rest of its life for the entirety of it which can be great but when you start to take it to the extreme such as hey this product needs a mobile feature That means y'all need to learn mobile development and to build it. And that's why in my current role, I'm actually in the process of learning iOS mobile development just for that product. It's kind of cool. It's kind of overwhelming, but in a really good way because that's something that I can add to my resume as well. I'm going to end the podcast by saying that There is a lot of gatekeeping and ego when it comes to discussing a full-stack engineer or any engineering role for that matter in this industry. I'm not a better engineer than anybody else because I am a full-stack engineer. You are not better than me because you are a front-end engineer or a back-end engineer or a mobile developer even. Any of those does not make us better than anyone else. And I feel as though there's a lot of myths surrounding a full-stack engineering role, and they're not true. So the matter of the fact is, it doesn't matter if you're a full stack engineer or not. If it's something that you want to get into, if you don't want to be bored, if you want to work on a ton of different technologies and things, by all means, apply for a full stack position and try it out. For me, because of the type of person that I am and I know how I function, a full stack role is perfect for me in most of the time. And this is not to say that being a full stack engineer isn't somewhat overwhelming at times because there are a lot of things that you have on your plate that you need to know sufficiently in order to be a quote unquote good full stack engineer and to me good just means that you are able to contribute positively to your stack and to your team so keep that in mind it's not for everyone but if you are the type of person that really loves learning a lot outside of just one section of your stack and you're like the idea of being able to hop around on any given occasion then by all means join the dark side that's it you've reached the end of the episode i decided to take it a little bit easy on this episode this week um i do have a lot of plans for some series that i have coming along and i've actually started to schedule interviews for people that are going to come onto the podcast and let me probe them for questions because they are masters in their field and i am not um if as always if you like this episode please feel free to leave me a five-star review on apple podcast or wherever you're listening to this It really helps me out, and I know that a lot of you have already done that, so thank you, thank you, thank you. If you haven't, please feel free to. Um, It just makes everything a lot better for me in the long run, business-wise. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to email me at thegetcutepodcast at gmail.com, and also follow us on Twitter at getcutepodcast, and I guess you can follow me on Instagram too, at getcutepodcast, even though I never update it because – Instagram and I are not friends. All right, so that's it. I will see y'all on the next episode. Bye.